Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season five, episode 20 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called What Lies Beneath. Things are coming up. Looking good for my theory of people getting out of the other side. We are moving. You know, we have two episodes left of this season after this one. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Things are in motion. People are kidnapped. People have the tools they need for whatever their project is. It's finale time. Things are moving. But before we dig into this episode, first, here's a quick ad. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. When Tyler turns up at the Salvatore house with the news that Marcos' plan to break the witch's curse puts Stefan and Elena in imminent danger, Damon suggests that they hide out in the remote cabin once owned by Caroline's father. Once there, it becomes obvious to Caroline that Stefan and Elena are keeping a secret, so Damon comes up with a parlor game designed to expose the truth. (laughs) A ghostly presence at the cabin uses violence and fire to make itself known. (laughs) Meanwhile, Matt takes charge of Tyler's plan to get information from one of the travelers, and Bonnie continues to keep the truth about the other side from Jeremy, despite warnings from Grams. One thing about Bonnie, she is not listening to Grams. (laughs) Yeah, one thing about Bonnie, she's going to ignore her grandma's advice, okay? Every single time. She says, I love Grams, but that woman is an idiot. (laughs) But she does not know anything. She doesn't know shit about me. We start the episode at the traveler camp in the abandoned mall, but they are getting ready to move. We check in with Tyler, who is asleep in a cot. He's chained up, but there's a woman there with him. We later find out her name is Maria. She says, wake up, babe. And she kisses Tyler's chest and he like jumps. Yeah, he looks scared. It's like, girl, do the math. She says, Julian, is that still you? And he says, yeah, (laughs) bad dream. What were you saying? And then he kisses her. And then clunkily, he's like, oh, chains. Like, (laughs) I'm up for some kink, but let me out. And it's like, nice try, Tyler, but I think you know why you're chained up. But she is stupid. So she says, oh, Marcos's orders. He put them on you as soon as you fell asleep. You know, you're passengered in a hybrid. Can't risk him popping out. Also, the pecs are a plus. This is why Marcos put these rules in place. Yeah. Why did they let her in there with him? I, I'm, I'm assuming they were like, well, she's his wife. She must know if it's not him, but she's just stupid. And just to be safe, it feels like there should be someone whose duty is like every two hours. Just go up to him and say, hey, Veet, by the way. Yeah. You don't have to know for sure whether he's in there or not. Just say Veet. Yeah. She says the extra security is a minus, though, and she kisses him. And from outside, someone says, Maria, we're on the move. And she says, looks like this is going to have to wait. She kisses him and then she gets up. And then Tyler says, hey, girl, uh, where are we going? (laughs) Just out of curiosity. She says the next camp, which will hopefully be our last camp, Marcos is ready to do the spell. He's taking the doppelgangers. And Tyler says, today? And Maria says, yeah, as soon as we're out of here. He starts to, like, mess with the chains. Maria's distracted because she's like, oh, soon we can actually have a home and I can finally have a closet. Better yet, two closets, one for clothes and one for shoes. Tyler starts to grunt because he's deciding that he's going to, you know, turn into a werewolf. Smart thinking from Tyler. Maria says, Julian... (laughs) what's wrong open your eyes he opens them and they are gold and she says oh my god uh you're not julian yeah she sees the teeth and the eyes and she says okay so this is what a hybrid looks like apparently so he's transitioning he's breaking the bones she says veet but it doesn't work and i'm guessing it's because she's not making eye contact with him whatever who knows yeah he's not making eye contact or like during transition 
that's overtaking whatever else. Who knows? Either way, he's breaking all his bones as he do. Maria runs out and she's like, help, somebody help me. And she goes out and the travelers like, look up. No one rushes over to help her. They do what they always do. Just stare at someone. And it's like, guys, she's clearly freaked. Like she's with the one hybrid. Uh, Do the math. You have to do something here. Yeah. And he's growling, but then they can see in the shadow that it turns into from a human to like a different shape and it's silent for a second. So they all like slowly start to approach, but then he quickly runs out as a wolf. Yeah. And we get a quick shot of the wolf face and then the title card. It's quite fun. Very fun. We go over to the Salvatore house. Luke is sitting on the couch doing some kind of spell and Damon is watching from the bar and then he throws an ice cube at Luke and Luke says, that's not helping. And Stefan comes in to witness this. And Damon says, you know, you've been failing now for an hour, Wonder Twin. So at this point, I can't imagine it's hurting. And Stefan says, hey, Damon, like, I know you're out a friend, but I'm not sure this guy's the best replacement. And Luke's like, ouch, homophobe. (laughs) Luke's like, excuse me, I'm just hanging out. Like, I'm helping you guys all the time. Be nice to me. (laughs) Damon says, I don't think this guy's the best anything if his locator spell skills are any indication. Where's your (laughs) sister? And Luke says she's tired of being almost murdered. And he says, look, I can find any person anywhere on the planet, okay? There's just something weird with your friend Enzo. I can't get a read. How does Luke not know he's dead? Well, how has Luke not ever, like, done a locator spell on someone dead? Like, I feel like there has to be a, like, a common feeling there. Yeah. Stefan says, locating Enzo? (laughs) Didn't he go to Cape Horn? (laughs) He said, hey, (laughs) I thought we all knew where Enzo went. He told us in that text, remember? So why are we locating him? He's, He's obviously at Cape Horn. Damon says he flipped his humanity switch. There should have been a body count all the way to the airport. And Stefan says, well, why are you looking for him? I thought we like explicitly agreed that like you didn't you should give up on him. Stefan's like, I thought we were kind of done with him. Like, you know, after all he did, I I don't know why we need to see where he is at all. That doesn't seem like a good use of our time. Damon says, gee, I don't know, a vampire with no humanity who wants me dead for killing his girl. Hmm." And Stefan says, you know, maybe he hired a witch to block whatever Luke's doing. Is that possible? Please tell me that's possible. He said, please tell me that's possible because that's the only lie I can come up with on the spot. And Luke says, a cloaking spell? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and Stefan says, guess that would mean he doesn't want to be found. So uh, why don't you just drop it? He said, well, that that answers that. Let's close this up. You want to get lunch? You want to get a chicken club? <laughs> <laughs> you want a chicken club from the grill? <laughs> I'm craving it. Luckily, Stefan doesn't have to worry too much about changing the subject because Tyler comes in and he says, we have a problem. Tyler's like, I have something to say. So he recaps for them, but also for us, the audience. He says, Mercos turned Sloane into a vampire, had her drink doppelganger blood, and after some chanting rituals, she turned human again. And Damon says, he cured her? And Tyler says, well, he cured her to death. The blood took away her vampirism, but left her in the state she was in just before she turned. And Stefan says, that state being dead. Got it. I love the term cured her to death. (laughs) Yeah. So that just recaps what we learned last episode. Yeah. It was nice that he said it straight out much like you did. I mean, I needed that, that level of detail. (laughs) Exactly. And that level of straightforwardness. Mm -hmm. And Luke says, so it kills vampires. What does this spell mean for the witches? And Damon says, no one cares. Keep going. Damon said, that's not part of it right now. (laughs) But we do care. What do you think this spell means for the witches? Well, that within the boundary, they probably, they wouldn't be able to use magic. Gotcha. Sure. Tyler says, look, the point is they feel if they can get rid of all magic, they'll break some lame ass witch curse. Damon says, Marcos says they can't settle anywhere without evoking earthquakes or hellfire. But if they break that curse, they can just move right into Mystic Falls. 
And Stefan says, and come after Elena and me today, as in now. And Damon says, oh, well, Marcos had a good week or two in the land of the living. Now, where is he so I can kill him? Great response. But Tyler says, I have no idea they were moving camp when I got out. I mean, what he should have done is move with them and then run away. But he wanted to leave. I get it. Well, also, if he had moved with them, they would have gone straight to the doppelgangers. Oh, that's true. Had to get out and spread the news. He wanted some more time to get a lead on this. Yeah, that's true. Damon says, okay, well, good news. Our friend Luke here is an alleged genius at locator spells. And Luke says, okay, well, travelers are always moving, so they're pretty impossible to track. They'll find Stefan and Elena long before we find them. And Damon says, okay, well, what about one of those locator spell blocker deals? Is that simple enough for you? Luke says, if both doppelgangers are in the same place, then yeah. And Damon says, perfect. Tyler, you avoid the entire Czech language and figure out how to find Marcos. And Tyler says, how am I supposed to do that? And Damon says, I don't know. You have a traveler inside of you. I have probably misplaced faith that you'll figure it out. Meanwhile, Stefan, you and I and our ex-girlfriend are going to go on a secret trip. Stefan says, sounds awesome. Stefan said, that sounds great. And don't ask either of us about any secrets we might be keeping from you today. (laughs) Then we go over to the Forbes cabin where they are arriving. They're unpacking the car. Elena says, this is a terrible idea. And someone says, well, what did you want me to say? No, Damon, it'll be awkward to have the three of us confined to Caroline's dad's cabin because I killed your best friend and Elena's keeping that secret for me. Maybe you shouldn't say this out loud, but no one's eavesdropping, I guess. So it's yeah. fine. Not yet. <laughs> Elena says, we should have told him. And Stefan says, I don't trust that he'd be able to hold it together. And Elena says, because Enzo's dead or because you killed him? Stefan says, either, both, whatever. Stefan's like, either way, I don't want to tell him. Yeah. And this is why he shouldn't have told Elena, because of course Elena's going to be like, we should tell him. Yeah, exactly. Caroline comes out and says, good news. We don't have to be invited in, which is actually very sad if you think about it. Because they don't have to be invited in because their dad's dead. Yeah. And then she says, oh, am I interrupting something? Because she can sense a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elena says, no, we're just, Stefan says, unpacking. And he hands Caroline some bags and says, here you go. And it's like, you guys are unpacking, but I'm carrying bags inside. Suspicious. Yeah. She says, okay, and goes in. And Elena says, so where's Damon now? And Stefan says he's helping Luke set up. And Elena says, oh, is he helping Luke or avoiding me? Probably both. You know the answer. Yeah. And Stefan says, you really don't think he wants to be around you? Which is a great question because he didn't have to come on this trip. Yeah. Well, he obviously he doesn't want to be around her because he's in love with her. That's a pretty obvious like implied part that Elena seems to have completely missed. Yeah. Elena says, well, his exact words were... I don't want to hear your voice and I don't want to see your face because it's too hard for him. And Stefan says, who do you think brought you back to your dorm last night? Helena says, really? Girl, have you not been thinking? that? Literally, who do you think did it? You know Enzo's dead and you know Stefan was busy killing Enzo. So who's left? Yeah. Stefan says, tucked you in safely. And Caroline comes back out to the porch during this and she watches them talk. And Elena says, that was an extreme circumstance. Enzo almost killed me. Stefan says, probably read you a nice bedtime story. And Elena laughs and then she like playfully hits him. And Caroline says, interesting. She flirts too damn much. I mean, she's flirting with him. She is. She's flirting. Caroline didn't get this conclusion from nowhere. Let's be totally honest. Yeah. Even though Elena pretends she does. Yeah. And Elena says, oh, stop it. You're the least helpful person I know. From the porch, Caroline says, you know, for a couple of doppel targets, you two seem to be taking this all in stride. She loves to use doppel as like a prefix to something. Yeah. Stefan says, yeah, well, you know, a tribe of ancient wannabe witches want to drain us of our blood and eliminate supernatural beings. I've had worse. (laughs) Stefan and Elena come in and Caroline watches them. But then she like looks at the porch and like looks in the woods. It's kind of ominous sounds. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then she goes inside and as she walks in, she walks like through Enzo's ghost Mm -hmm. in case we forget that he's a ghost. Yeah, we see him in the doorway and we see the through like half of him. He says, for some reason, I thought that would feel better. He's still doing his jokes, even without an audience. Yeah, he's laughing. Then we go into the room where Elena's staying. She's unpacking. She's like setting up in the dresser. Damon comes in and he says, cozy. And Elena says, yeah, Caroline used to invite me here before her parents split. Her dad could tell a pretty good ghost story. I bet he could. (laughs) Damon says, well, I hope that dickwad spirit isn't floating around anywhere. She says, okay, we'll have a little respect for the dead. (laughs) And he says, I respect that he's dead. How about that? Which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. And then he (laughs) says, you know, I'm supposed to be avoiding you. That was a rule you made for yourself. Yeah, that was your rule. Why are you acting like, oh, I'm sneaking by it. You are the enforcer. You're the judge, the jury, the executioner. Yeah. (laughs) Elena says, is that still what you want? And he says, yes, no, I don't know. Grow up. He's so like, no. <laughs> no. He's, so, he's so giving little boy. Yeah, very Linus. <laughs> Venus. Elena says, okay, well, Luke did the cloaking spell. Stefan and Caroline are here, so we should be good. But if it's too hard for you to be here, and he says, are you kicking me out? And she says, yes, no, I don't know. They <laughs> smile at each other. And then Damon says, you know, I'm really sorry Enzo came after you. That was my fault. He was hurt. And she says, it's no big deal. Yeah, she immediately loses any semblance of a poker face. She looks like she's about to fold in this scene right here. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's literally going to tell him right now. Damon says, yes, big deal. Okay, he almost killed you. So I'm going to hunt his ass down. I'm going to whip some sense into him. And I'm going to make him apologize in person. Okay. And she just nods very suspiciously. And she's like, yeah, you can definitely do that. Like she is not hiding shit. And he says, what? And she says, nothing. You know, I just remembered that Stefan asked me to help him bring firewood in. So BRB. And Damon's like, that's stupid. How hard is it to bring firewood in? He's already suspicious at yeah. this point. She leaves. He's suspicious. This is what happens every season on Survivor. Someone's like, oh, I have to go get firewood. And really, they're looking for an idol. And everyone at the beach is like, it doesn't take this long to get firewood. It's yeah. an excuse that never works. Just say I'm going for a walk. Just say, honestly, I have to pee. I'm leaving. Yeah. I have to poop. Get out of here. <laughs> like, no one's following you. It could take as long as you feel it needs to. Just be on your phone in the bathroom. <laughs> we go over to Whitmore. Bonnie and Jeremy are making out in case we forget they're a couple, much as we want to. It's like, okay. Sure. Let's get to the scene. Yeah. <laughs> he stops and then says, what are we going to do about the other side slipping off into oblivion and you with it? And she says, you know, we have the dorm to ourselves for an entire weekend and you want to talk logistics. Bonnie's like, I want to have sex before I die. Let's just say that. Let's just let's just be honest. <laughs> Jeremy says, I'm just saying, like, I'd enjoy this weekend a lot more if I knew we were going to be able to keep doing it. And Bonnie says, I told you Liv is working on a spell to keep me here. She said, I already told you a lie. Why can't you just be happy with the one lie I already said? <laughs> His phone vibrates and Bonnie says, oh, another secret bro meeting. And he says, no more secrets, remember? The thing is, Tyler's back, so we should get over there. Let me grab my stuff. He goes, and she starts to, like, freak out a little bit. You know, the lying is getting to her. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, it turns blue and hazy. She's on the other side. Yeah. Grams pops up and says, oh, please, tell me more about this special spell that your friend Liv has concocted. And Bonnie says, I know I shouldn't lie. <laughs> and Graham says, he deserves the truth, Bonnie. It's not getting better over here. People are getting swept away, and when this place goes, you are going with it. Bonnie says, I know, I have to tell him. I just need a few more days with him before I, 
And, you know, Grams wants to like stop it, but she walks up to Bonnie to like emphasize her point. And as she walks up, she knocks a lamp off a table, which shocks them both. Yeah. Because, you know, you can walk anywhere when you're on the other side because you're not knocking shit over. And so she's lost all sense of depth perception. Yeah. Well, she's been over there and she's like, why don't I just hit that lamp? Bonnie says, how'd you do that? You can't move things from the other side. That doesn't happen. And Graham says, yeah, girl, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This place is falling apart. Tell him soon. False hope doesn't protect him. It protects you. Graham said, so shouldn't that be enough evidence that you need to not lie to him? Because clearly something's messed up. And also because we know when Bonnie was dead and she was doing all this lies, Graham was like, hey, stop lying to people. You have to tell them. And she was like, no, didn't learn from that at all, did you, Bonnie? We go back to the cabin. Stefan and Elena are walking to a firewood shed. It's a shed of a bunch of tools and firewood, whatever. Elena's freaking out. She's like, I lied to his face. And Stefan says, I know, but you know what? Think of all the times he's lied to you. Call it a freebie. Well, it's also like, if you're going to lie, just like get over it. Yeah. Again, this is why Stefan should not have involved Elena. She's not equipped for this. Yeah. she. This should have been a secret from her the whole time. Elena turns on a light and we see Enzo is there. Obviously, they don't see him. And Enzo says, glad you two find my death so amusing. Stefan starts to load up his bag with like three logs. And he says, I'm sorry you have to go through this. And Enzo says, oh, sorry for that. Glad we got our priorities straight. (laughs) Elena says, look, I know we're doing this for Damon, but it still sucks. And Stefan says, Elena, this is exactly what Enzo wanted. He wanted the blood to be on my hands. And I refuse to give him the satisfaction of feeling guilty about any of it. Okay. He can hear you. It's very like, I don't care about death for Stefan to be. He's usually a little bit more tortured about something like this. He really didn't care for Enzo. Yeah, he really doesn't care. Like anybody else, even if they had, you know, done what Enzo did and actually pushed off, him holding the hurt would have been deeply traumatizing to him. This one, he just tossed that hurt away and said, okay, time to go home and lie to my brother. He said, well, that's that. (laughs) Elena says, you think Damon is just going to forget and move on? And Stefan says, he's done it before. When exactly has Damon quickly moved on from something? Let's all remember he waited 150 years for a girl in a tomb who wasn't in a tomb and didn't want him. (laughs) Like, this is a friend who actually liked him and told him that. Uh, He's going to be waiting. (laughs) Yeah, he's not known for, like, moving on and cutting people off quickly. Obviously. Look at him with Elena right now. Yeah. Stefan says, come on, let's get out of here. And they leave the shed. Enzo glares at them, and in frustration, he, like, swings at the lamp. But he does actually touch it. He says, okay, now there's an interesting development. He said, oh, this day just got fun. It is funny, because at the end of the last episode, you're like, I don't know what Enzo's going to do, because he can't, like, touch anything. I was like, he can't haunt them. Apparently, he can now. He sure, he sure can. Really good timing to die, buddy. Yeah. Inside the cabin, Damon is preparing some old fashions, and Caroline is eating maraschino cherries. He says, hey, Munchie, those are not for you. (laughs) Even though there's so many cherries in that cup, they have plenty. Yeah, they're not going to make that many old fashions. She says, shush, I'm thinking. And then he picks up one of the papers in the bowl and she says, hey. And he says, Area 51. And then he reads another one. He says, JFK assassination. What the hell is that? Who in the writer's room got really into JFK for the past two weeks? I know. Someone read a book. (laughs) Caroline says, you're ruining the game. And he says, what game? And she says, obviously charades, okay? Our theme is secrets people think they're getting away with. And Damon says, okay, Meryl Streep, I'd love to know how we're going to act out Watergate. (laughs) Caroline says, I'm sure Team Stelena will figure it out. 
I love when a teen a teen drama uses the couple name in the show, except Riverdale. Riverdale does it too much and it's goofy in a bad way. But when they do like a little tongue in cheek one like this, it's funny. Yeah, I giggle. Damon says, A, you just implied I was on your team. And two, you just gave me that judgy little hinty voice. So what am I missing? She says, it's probably nothing. He takes her pen from her and he says, speak. And she says, okay, well, don't you think Stefan and Elena have been a little, you know? And he says, clearly I don't. And she says, secretive. I caught them all hushed and whispery at the car this morning. And that's getting firewood out of the shed together, which apparently takes 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. She has a point. Again, firewood's not a good lie. Damon says, you know what? Now that you mention it, Elena got all cagey when I brought up Enzo. And Caroline's like, mm, it's not about that. Caroline's like, oh, no, I'm not talking about Enzo. I'm talking about Stefan and Elena. Damon says, how much have you had to drink? And she says, come on. Elena's single now. You two are on the outs. And then Stefan and Elena return from the firewood shed. Meanwhile, Stefan has a bag with three logs in it. Elena's not carrying a single log. What the fuck, you two? You people are idiots. Elena says, oh, cocktails, good call. And Stefan says, I'll make a fire. And Elena says, I'll help. And they go. And Damon says, oh, let the games begin. Damon said, "Mm, yeah, that was suspicious. (laughs) Damon said, you know what? There's one very important charade I'd like exposed. <laughs> well, I love to see a Dame and Caroline friendship blooming. Mm-hmm. My my king and my queen. Exactly. We go into some basement. It's likely a Lockwood cellar dungeon area. Actually, it might be the Salvatore dungeon. Yeah, it's one of the dungeons. It has the door kind of similar to the Salvatore dungeon. I think it is the Salvatore dungeon because they were at the house. And that's probably where they got all the herbs. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. All that matters is they are in a dungeon. Okay. Yeah. Jeremy is putting Wolfsbane and Vervain into a water bottle. And Bonnie says, you know, when we planned our romantic day together, I wasn't picturing you, me, and two other guys. (laughs) I was, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Dare to dream. Dream bigger, girl. (laughs) Jeremy says, trust me, neither was I. Meanwhile, Matt has Tyler chained up. Jeremy brings in the bottle and says, one part Wolfsbane, one part Vervain. Altogether, the dumbest idea either of you have ever had. Matt says, don't look at me. This is all Tyler. This is one of Tyler's hits. Yeah, this is a smart idea. It's a great idea. You should be torturing Julian, and Julian's not going to be used to the sensation of Wolfsbane and Vervain. It's going to be painful. Also not used to getting stabbed with wood, because Mm -hmm. he's probably not been stabbed before. It's not going to take much to get it out of him. Tyler won't feel it. And we get to see Michael Trevino in some chains again. It's been a minute. Altogether, win, win, win. Yeah, I don't I don't see a downside here. Yeah, not me. Tyler is like, okay, these chains should hold. Let's do this. And Bonnie says, not to be the only girl here, but I can't watch this. I'm going to go upstairs. And she goes, girl, I'm sat. I'm, I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sat, I'm watching. <laughs> Matt says, okay, Tyler, once this guy pops out, we have no idea when you'll come back again. And Tyler says, I don't care. Some freak is inside my body. He took over my life. God only knows what he's got planned for me. So unless you've got any better ideas, this is what we're doing. And they don't have better ideas. Yeah. So Matt says, okay, let's do this. And he says, Veet, and it pulls Julian out. And Julian is scared. He says, who are you? Where am I? Because these are not the chains he's used to being in. And he's like, why am I in a house? He's like, these two are new people. (laughs) Yeah. And Matt puts on his like mean voice. He says, where's Murkos? Yeah, Matt really puts on a character for this. He does. Julian says, go to hell. So Matt says, okay, I got to play a little bit more good cop. So he says, to answer your question, my name is Matt. And you, Julian, are inside my best friend, a.k.a. your own personal hell. Jeremy shakes up the water bottle. Matt holds Julian's head and they feed him some water. And he is like, oh, owie. Yeah, he's screaming. 
he did not expect that water to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't think that bottle was part of it at all. Yeah. He thought that was just him carrying an iced tea for himself. We go over to the traveler caravan. They're all walking and chanting with their backpacks. So they're on the move. Maria is walking and Marcos watches her. And then he says, hey, Maria, come over here. I have a question for you. Julian's your husband. Why didn't you realize he wasn't in control of the body? You stupid fucking idiot. And you know what? It's a great question. She says, well, he'd only been called out for a few hours. I've never seen a host reemerge so quickly. And Marco says, you've never seen a hybrid before either. Find him and make him permanent. He's like, you are so stupid. And then he turns to <laughs> other travelers and he says, as for the rest of you, I see a lot of walking when I should be hearing chanting. Okay, find me the doppelgangers. He's like, you can do both at the same time. It's the two things we do. He says more chanting. <laughs> Runs a tough ship over there. Yeah. They're like, we miss Sloan. Yeah, at least she had some charisma. <laughs> we go back over to the cabin. Luke is sitting on the porch doing his cloaking spell. He is focused. And, you know, I get it's it's like Hazel that they have to be like kind of in their own space. But I do feel like they should have let him sit inside. Well, could he not have gotten a bedroom? Yeah, why can't he be in a room? Yeah, I feel like, why can't he be inside while he does this? Like, granted, I think Enzo probably would have gotten him from anywhere. But still, it would be nice if they gave him a room. Yeah. They said, sorry, there's only, like, three bedrooms. (laughs) And Elena and Damon can't share one, and Stefan and Caroline can't share one, and Damon and Stefan don't want to share one. Yeah. (laughs) So... I mean, we're out of beds. Inside, the group is playing charades. Stefan is guessing for Elena. She's acting out skull and bones. They're both having a little too much fun. Yeah, they're enjoying it a little too much. I don't know how they're not like sensing the rancid vibes coming from Damon and Caroline. Damon and Caroline are putting up a stink. I mean, they are making it clear they're not in a good mood. And they're just giggling, laughing, playing charades as though this is just a normal night. And then once Stefan guesses Skull and Bones, they high five. Stefan reminds them that the score is 5-0, which is hysterical to know that like Damon and Caroline are that bad at charades as a team. And it also seems like if you're Elena or Stefan, why are you teaming up with each other? Yeah. It should be girls versus boys. Or Caroline, and I mean, I guess you don't want to do Damon and Elena. And here's the other thing that I love about the 5-0. and That means we know there have been at least nine rounds of this game before Damon and Caroline decided to ruin it. They said, okay. They gave it a chance. They said, we're done. This is not getting any better. <laughs> and so maybe Stefan and Elena think the vibes are bad because they're losing so bad. In which case, they should say, hey, you know what? Let's swap teams. Or just miss a turn. But no, Stefan and Elena, they're rubbing it in their faces. And, oh, they're going to regret this one. So Damon says, okay, you know what? Let's play a game called Never Have I Ever. And Caroline looks at him like, oh, my God, drama. The perfect game to stir up drama. Always funny. It's evergreen. I mean, it works every time. Elena says, I don't think I'm drunk enough. Well, girl, you're going to be drunk because they're going to beat your ass. Don't worry. They're prepping a game that involves you drinking pretty much every turn. So you'll get drunk. (laughs) Caroline says, come on, it'll be fun. Okay, I'll go first. Never Have I Ever Died. Now, first of all, girl, you have. Yes, yeah, so you missed the rules. But, I, you know, you're starting with a nice, easy ha-ha one. So everyone's like, look at how fun this game is. And they all drink ha-ha-ha. And then Stefan, this is where also Stefan makes his own bed. Because then Stefan and Elena do ones that are, like, targeted at each other. Too flirty. Too mm-hmm. flirty for the vibes here. Stefan says, never have I ever been possessed by my evil doppelganger. And Elena says, oh, mean. And they drink. It's like, you guys need to not. It's like, okay, and you're the one who kissed her evil doppelganger. So 
What is the vibe here, guys? Yeah. And then Elena says, never have I ever been fooled by my evil doppelganger while she was pretending to be me. They all drink. Caroline says, low blow. Damon says, tough but fair. Ha ha ha. And then Caroline says, okay. (laughs) Caroline said, okay, my turn. Time for this game to change. Yeah. She (laughs) said, my turn. I'm going to ruin it. (laughs) She says... (laughs) Never have I ever kissed a Salvatore brother, which of course she has because she famously dated Damon for a minute. And then she says, today. Iconic, because she says it. She says, never have I ever kissed a Salvatore brother. And they're all kind of giggling still like, oh, awkward. And then she says, today. And Elena immediately, like her face falls. The vibes immediately tanked. She sucks the fun out of the room with one word. It is amazing. And Caroline says, so you're going to drink? <laughs> <laughs> says are you implying something i think it's pretty clear what she's implying she said no i'm asking a fucking qu- no i'm asking a question for the game and stefan says okay well i'm gonna get another round anyone want another drink and they're like you're not getting fucking up <laughs> yeah stay Damon- sitting down bitch Damon says it's not just about elena damon <laughs> says oh we'll never have i ever lied about where enzo is and they all look at each other <laughs> everyone's like trying to decide what to do because the thing is, Elena like didn't kiss a Salvatore brother today. So she's like, okay, awkward, but like, whatever. I don't feel like, you know, anyone caught me doing anything. And this one, Stefan and Elena are terrified because they're like, fuck. We yeah. found out. How do we get out of this one? And Caroline says, okay, what is going on? And Stefan says nothing, obviously, because no one's drinking. Nice try. <laughs> Damon says, but clearly you know the rules of the game, right, brother? If you lied, you'd drink. Stefan says, no, I understand the rules. And Elena says, okay, so this got weird and I'm officially buzzed. So I'm going to get ready for bed. Yeah. She's like, no, no. She says, this party's only going to go downhill. (laughs) Damon says, well, you know what? I could certainly use that other round. And he goes upstairs. Elena draws a bath for herself. She's so me. There's nothing like a drunk bath. It does really nothing like it. Have a little snack, your wine in the bath. It feels like you're floating. Yeah. (laughs) she wipes fog off the mirror and like looks at herself and in the background of the mirror enzo appears and says avoiding are we nothing a hot bath won't fix wash the guilt straight down the drain and then he like fades away it's so silly it's so silly goofy so edgar Allan poe (laughs) elena turns the water off and she gets in the bath and she relaxes and she just sits there and thinks and then enzo appears and pushes her underwater I was like, it would be so funny if he threw a plugged in toaster into the bath. Yeah. This was the same vibe. And she's just fucking kicking. Like he is, he's got her under there. Yeah. She's struggling. She's kicking. She gets up for a second and she calls for Damon. Damon does hear it and comes in and he helps her get out of the bath. And he says, Hey, come here. What happened? And she says, there was someone in here. And he says, who? And she says, I don't know. I didn't see anyone, but I could feel someone pushing me underwater. Yeah, because Damon didn't see anyone when, I mean, he walked in and she was still clearly being pushed under, so. And Damon says, okay, I'd blame it on the spirit of Bill Forbes, but I don't think you're his type. And then he says, besides, why would a ghost be targeting you? And she's like, oh. She's like, oh no, I may know. (laughs) She's like, I think I know the answer to that. She said, I actually have a specific ghost in mind. She says, Damon, and he says, what? Hey. So obviously she's going to snitch. Yeah. Only took two conversations with him alone. Yeah. We go back over to the dungeon. Jeremy's torturing Julian some more. And Matt says, there's plenty more where that came from. Where's Murkos? And Julian says, what does it matter to you? And Jeremy says, he wants to kill my sister. I want to stop him. Julian says, you're a fool. 
Marcos destroyed your only weapon against passengers like me, and there's no way in hell you'd ever kill your best friend. They look at him. Matt stabs him in the stomach with, like, a steak. And Matt says, you're right. I don't plan on killing you, but I do plan on getting my answers. So where's Marcos? Yeah, because he's like, you're not going to kill me. It's like, you know, as a hybrid, you heal, right? Yeah, it's actually pretty hard to kill you, but it's very easy to torture you. Yeah. Julian is in pain and he says, okay, stop. Fine, whatever. I can't tell you where Marcos is because I don't know, but I can tell you where my body is. And Jeremy says, why do we care about your stupid body? Yeah. Julian says, because Marcos doesn't like problems and your boy escaping camp means he's Marcos's problem. So knowing Marcos, he's going to want to get rid of Tyler for good by making this my body permanently. And then wherever Bonnie is, maybe the Lockwood house. I think upstairs at wherever they are. Yeah, maybe the Salvatore house. Bonnie answers the phone. It's Stefan. And she says, Stefan, hey, remind me why I passed on the cloaking spell party again? He says, it's not a relaxing getaway. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you made the right call there. Yeah, he says, listen, are things getting worse on the other side? And she says, why are you asking? She says, well, define worse. (laughs) He says, well, because something attacked Elena. Is it possible that someone over there could physically affect this plane? And Bonnie says, actually, yeah. My grams knocked a lamp right off my desk today. Like, I doubt it's easy, but if someone were emotional enough. And Stefan says, Enzo. And Caroline, who's been eavesdropping, says, Enzo's dead? (laughs) Because, again, all these people are talking too freely. You have to remember people can hear you. Yeah. Whatever happened to turning on the sink? Yeah, we gave up on that so fast. Stefan hangs up on Bonnie <laughs> without saying goodbye. <laughs> Bonnie says rude. And Bonnie says hello. <laughs> he turns to Caroline and says, yeah, Enzo's dead. I killed him. And Caroline says, oh, okay. So my powers of deduction really suck. Why didn't you say anything? And he <laughs> says, well, it's complicated. And then Damon enters and says, enter the complication. <laughs> Because they both were just standing by the door listening. And Caroline went in first and Damon's like, I'm going to wait a second. Yeah. Damon says, Enzo's dead. You killed him. Elena told me. And Caroline says, oh, you didn't know either? And then she's like, wow, so their secret really was about Enzo. And Damon says, yep. (laughs) And Stefan says, hey, do you guys think we could talk about this another time? (laughs) He's like, any chance you guys want to let this one go? (laughs) Damon says, oh, by all means, brother, at your convenience. And Stefan says, okay, listen. The other side is falling apart, and I think it's allowing Enzo to mess with us. And Damon says, okay, Enzo, you in here? And, of course, they don't see him, but Enzo is sitting in the corner. Yeah, he's got his feet up. He's having fun. He says, don't reckon I'd miss this. Damon says, cuz, knock it off. And Caroline says, hold on. It doesn't make any sense. If Enzo wanted to kill Elena, drowning her wouldn't have worked. And Enzo says, smart girl, I see why you like her so much. Because he's shipping. Staring Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> He's, he's a Caroline fan, if nothing else. Yeah, he's like, that's my girl right there. That would be my best friend, if not for Damon. Yeah. Caroline says, maybe he's just trying to scare us. And Enzo says, getting warmer. Come on, you've almost got it. What is Enzo up to? <laughs> and Damon says, drowning Elena was just a distraction. He's figured out a way to kill us all in one fell swoop. And Enzo says, did I mention I missed you? <laughs> and they go to the porch, and wouldn't you know it, Luke is gone. And Damon says, crap. And Stefan says, where's Luke? And Damon says, who knows? We better find him before the travelers find us. Damon's like, that's the question. Where's Luke? (laughs) See what happens when you keep secrets from your brother? Elsewhere, the travelers are chanting. They're obviously doing a locator spell. And Marco says, everyone stop chanting. I found them. I think we found them would be a little more accurate. Yeah. Who am I? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At the cabin... They split up into the woods. Elena and Caroline go out together first, and they're calling for Luke. 
And then Elena says, maybe Luke. And then she notices the vibe and she says, you're upset. And Caroline says, no, I'm not upset. I'm just looking for Luke. You know, Luke, who was here to protect you and Stefan. Luke, who's now missing because you and Stefan lied about where Enzo was. And now the travelers can find you. Do their spell wipe us all off the face of the earth. Elena says, okay, well, I was worried that if Damon found out. And Caroline says he'd flip out and spiral and kill a bunch of innocent people. Yeah, I get that. I, however, am not Damon. So the fact that you lied to me about it makes less sense. And Elena says, well, I just didn't want to put you in an awkward position. And Caroline says, oh, because it wasn't awkward when I accused you and Stefan of being makeout buddies again. And then Elena decides, actually, she's mad, too. She says, yeah, actually, it was. Where'd that come from? Well, and because Caroline's like a little mad that Elena didn't tell her this, but she's mad that she like had to worry about this and like that it came out that way, too. And she's embarrassed that she brought it up because, I mean, even subconsciously, Caroline knows she's got a little crush on Stefan. And this is like totally exposing that. Yeah. So she feels embarrassed that she exposed that when it's really about something like actually deeper. She's like, oh my God, I'm so fucking stupid. Yeah. She's like, oh, now I have to have this conversation. But she doesn't want to admit that yet. So she says to Elena, like, I have no idea where that came from. And Elena says, well, are you over it? Bitch. Bitch. Like, Elena, you're the one lying to everyone. And also, you know, this might have been a misread by Caroline. But let's not act like there was not evidence pointing in that direction, Miss Girl. Let's not act like you don't flirt with Stefan the minute Damon kicks you to the curb. Just yeah. to feel better. Let's let's all be honest. Let's look inward, Elena. I know that's not your strong suit, but spend all that time in the bath. Where's the reflection? Yeah. Caroline says, yes, I'm over it. And Elena says, good. Now let's go find Luke. They go. Separately, the boys are heading into the woods. I don't know why we're doing this in two groups. I don't know why we're all heading into the woods. I mean, I know you want to find Luke, but let's stay inside or, you know, move luke will figure his shit out he's a witch exactly stefan says you need to know why i lied to you and damon says no i don't (laughs) and stefan says damon come on okay and damon says let's just cut to the chase because i'm not in a hash out of differences kind of mood yes i'm pissed you killed enzo i'm even more pissed you two lied to me about it but you know what if it was me and i was in your shoes i would have done it too except i would have done it months ago so the fact that you took this long and stefan says he was your friend and damon says yes He was my friend, which is why I, above anyone else, should have known he was dead. It's like, it only took you a day. You actually figured it out really fast. Yeah, you figured it out really quick, considering multiple people were lying to you. And really, he was pretty much figuring it out when Elena lied when they first got there. Yeah. Like, he needed a little more evidence, but he could tell they were lying about something. Exactly. Damon says, let's just find the stupid witch. And they go. Then in the caves below Mystic Falls, Bonnie and Jeremy are walking through with a flashlight. And Bonnie says, of course, the creepy travelers are hiding their bodies in creepy caves. I mean, where else are you going to put a a pile of bodies? Jeremy says, try to think of them as romantic travelers in romantic caves since we're technically still on our date weekend. He's kinging. I don't care. I'm not shipping, but love him. Bonnie says, right. They kiss, they go. And then they find the bodies and they're all just laying there. And Bonnie says, oh, my God, all these travelers are passengered inside people in Mystic Falls. And Jeremy says, you know what? I do take it back. This is creepy. And then we go back out to the woods by the cabin. Damon says to Stefan, hey, what did you think I was going to do when I found out Enzo was dead? Did you think I was going to go on a rampage, slaughter a bunch of innocent people, go bowling with human heads? Like, what did you think I was going to do? And Stefan says, hate me. I thought you would hate me. Mm -hmm. Again, though, Stefan, providing context would maybe help the situation here. You didn't, like, just go up and kill Enzo. Yeah, like, you got put in this situation where... Not only you had to, but you did it against your will. Yeah, I don't know if it wouldn't like totally help, but it would help a little. 
And because it's not like he would say this and Damon would be like, Enzo would never do that. Damon would be like, that sounds like Enzo. Yeah, cool move. (laughs) They hear a thump in the firewood shed. And so they go in and they find Luke tied to a table. Stefan checks his breath. He's breathing, but barely. And Damon says, why the hell would Enzo dump him here? Well, it's full of wood. Why do you think? Yeah. Let's just get moving. Let's not ask questions quite yet. Yeah. Stefan says, I don't know. And then Damon like smells something. And then he turns and it's a can of gas next to a bunch of firewood. Uh, It's poured out. And then Enzo appears. He breaks a lamp on it, which causes a fire to start. And it catches pretty fast again because it's all wood in here. Yeah. And it's all dry wood. This is an old little shed. And, you know, it's classic Enzo. Damon left him in a fire. It's time for him to leave Damon in a fire. Mm. Fair enough. Damon says, "Okay, grab him. Let's go. Enzo breaks a piece of wood and stabs Stefan in the stomach. And Damon says, dick move, Enzo. (laughs) Stefan gets up to pull it out. And then a beam falls and and splits up, you know, Damon and Stefan. It's on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Enzo pins Damon to the wall with like a big log. Yeah, like a full log in his stomach. Owie. Damon says, if only this wasn't totally avoidable. And Stefan says, okay, you're really doing I told you so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) Damon says, this isn't going to stop, Stefan. I killed his girl. You killed him. This is not going to stop. And Enzo says, yeah, you know, he's right. I like poetic justice. Damon Salvatore and his murderous brother die a fiery death. And they can't hear him, of course. So Damon says, you listening to me, Enzo? Enzo grabs his throat. And Damon says, okay, is that a yes or no? Because I can bring you back. You know, Bonnie came back. Mercos came back. I'll find a way. But this has to stop. How do you think you're able to do all this stuff? The other side is falling apart, Enzo. So you can either help or you can blink out of existence. It's your choice. And this is a good spin because that's all Enzo wants is to come back. Yeah, Enzo doesn't really want to be dead. I mean, he just did this to fuck with Stefan. And he wants Damon to still care about him. And if Damon wants to fight to get him back, then that's good for him. Exactly. Stefan finally gets the steak out of his stomach. Takes him forever. It's a long steak. Still. (laughs) It's not six feet long. It's it's about. It, not all six feet are in him. Okay. But he has to push it through either way. Anyway, whatever. Damon says, go on, Stefan, get Luke out of here. He's the only one that can hide you and Elena. The fire gets bigger and Damon says, Stefan, go now. Stefan grabs Luke and he goes. Enzo pulls the log out of Damon and says, don't let me down again. And then Damon vampire runs out of the cabin and the fire just burns it. I guess the shed, not the cabin. Things start falling. It's going down back in the cave bonnie and jeremy are looking at all the bodies and bonnie says are you sure julian has an eagle tattoo and jeremy says that's what he said bonnie finds a guy with a bird tattoo and jeremy says i'm pretty sure that's a dove it's unclear what kind of bird it is not identifiably an eagle though yeah it's definitely not an eagle yeah bonnie says oh it's a really cute eagle and it's like guys i know that you know this is your date weekend or whatever but speed it up yeah have a little bit of urgency jeremy says i'm sorry this is the worst date ever and Bonnie says, we're together in a cave of semi-conscious travelers who want to take over the town, but it could be worse, right? And then Maria and some travelers come in and say, yeah, you're right, it could be. They said, yeah, we're going to make it happen. The travelers start chanting. Jeremy tries to shoot his crossbow at Maria, but misses. And then Jeremy starts to choke. Bonnie holds on to him and Maria says, you know, he might be a hunter, but you'd be surprised at how easy it is to restrict a man's airways. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I assume it's easy. Gumballs do it every day. <laughs> it's funny thank you (laughs) when i was watching i was like yeah i could restrict a man's airways (laughs) i don't need magic every day man chokes on a gumball 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> it's got to be true. At Maybe least not to once death, a day. But yeah. Yeah. Bonnie says, please stop. Of course they don't. They keep chanting. They grab Julian's body and we see the eagle tattoo. And they're like, oh yeah, it's definitely it. Yeah, that one's definitely an eagle. And then they leave. <laughs> Back at the cabin, Stefan is talking to Luke and he says, feeling okay? And Luke says, you know, Liv and I should have killed you when we had the chance. And Stefan says, yeah, well, you didn't. And I don't understand why, but thank you. Stefan's like, yeah, you probably should have. <laughs> Would have made your life easier. Yeah. Luke says, let's just say my family is pretty screwed up. Not a whole lot of compassion. You guys are different. You protect each other. It's the second time they've mentioned their screwed up family. Yeah, that's worth noting for sure. Because last time I was like, oh, whatever, parents are dead. We don't need to learn about it. But since they both mentioned it, oh, we're hearing something. What do you think is screwed up about their family? I don't know. Not a lot of compassion. Maybe, well, so their coven wants to go against travelers. Yeah. That's got to somehow be connected that that their coven is at odds with their family. Well, that might not be true. Their family might be their coven. Yeah. Yeah, because the coven was like, just kill these people. I don't have any solid guesses on it. I think I they're just like you. not supported. Do you think maybe the family, I mean, the family could like not be witches and they could be like freaks, you know? Yeah, but I think if that were the case, they wouldn't be that good at magic. That's true. That's a good point. I do think it's probably more that like their family like forced them to learn magic really fast and like focus on it really hard and like kind of operate very much like the travelers that they just have to follow whatever someone says. Do you think there's a reason that their coven focuses focused them on magic so young? Because they're the coven who wants to stop the travelers specifically. They like needed enough power to be able to do that, I guess. Sure. Which, you know, they didn't do a super good job. Yeah, and they're that. not participating now. It's just it seems to just be Liv and Luke now. I think they just sent them in. Maybe Liv and Luke haven't shared that they didn't that they found the doppelgangers and haven't killed them. Sure. Something to think about. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I, you know, I clocked that it's something I should think about. Yeah, you clocked that they mentioned it again. Yeah. Stefan says, well, we still need you to protect us. So why don't you get your stuff and we can get the hell out of here? And Luke says, yeah. And he goes upstairs. Damon returns and Stefan says, so I guess Enzo bought it. And Damon says, bought what? And Stefan says, bringing him back. I mean, how do you plan on doing that? And Damon says, Murkos found his way back. It's not impossible unless you want him terrorizing us for the rest of eternity. And Stefan says, not particularly. (laughs) <laughs> and then he says look i know that and then damon punches him slay fair enough and damon says i had to do that for enzo that's the last time you'll hear about it from me and elena has seen this punch and she says damon girl get this out of your mouth that was very warranted that was very warranted and don't call attention to yourself do you want to get punched too yeah damon leaves and Stefan and elena like share looks with each other like wow it's like oh my god suck it up like it's like you thought he was gonna spiral all he did was punch Stefan. when like you guys, it's you're lucky that all he got was a punch. Yeah, a punch is fair. A punch is easy. That shouldn't do anything to y'all. Yeah. We go back over to the dungeon, and Tyler says, what do you mean you lost Julian's body? And Bonnie says, you slash he was right. The travelers wanted it. They beat us to it. Yeah. Jeremy says, but we'll find it. We just need to figure out where they went. We'll find it. We just need to figure out where it is. <laughs> we'll find it. We just need to find it. <laughs> Tyler says, hold on, wait, quick question. What do they need his body for? And it's completely silent, so he knows it's a bad answer. Yeah. Tyler says, guys, why'd they take it? (laughs) Then his head starts hurting, and he starts to see memories that Julian has had since becoming a passenger in Tyler's body. Mm -hmm. Clearly, they didn't want to hire an actor to be Julian. (laughs) 
Because we don't see his face in the cave. We just see the eagle tattoo. Yeah. We only see Julian's memories from the last like two days. <laughs> One, this is notably the same thing that happened to Elena when they made Catherine permanent in her body. Exactly. Permanent, quote unquote. How permanent is it? We'll <laughs> see. And Matt says, Tyler, what's wrong? And Tyler says, I'm seeing things, more visions. Jeremy says, Tyler, talk to us. And Tyler says, I don't know what's happening. It's like, I'm seeing his life. There's more memories. And Bonnie's like, oh my God. And then elsewhere, we see the travelers chanting, burning Julian's body because we see the eagle tattoo. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie says, oh, so they started to make Julian permanent. Okay. The spell continues. Tyler says, make it stop. And then he passes out. And they're like, I don't know what you want us to do. We can't make this stop. Yeah. Jeremy says, Tyler. And then we see the blinks again. And Julian is back. And he says, I take it you didn't find my body. He's so stupid for this. Because if I'm Julian, I'm like, guys, I guess they didn't get me back. I guess they didn't get Julian in here. I think they'd catch him pretty quick. But yeah, I th- I think he doesn't want to open that can of worms. And it's unclear right now. I mean, it's unclear what Julian's going to do. So there's two questions here. Number one, how permanent is this spell this time, knowing we don't have a traveler knife? Is Tyler gone? No. I mean, they melted down the traveler knife. I'm sure there's a way to get him out. Also, because I don't think the travelers will uh, be holding on to all their power for very long. Let's say that. Gotcha. What do you think Julian's next move is? Is he going to align himself with Bonnie, Jeremy, and Matt because this is who he's with? Or is he going to try to get back to the Travelers and Marcos? Oh, I think he's going to try to get back to the Travelers. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think the best way to do that is pretend he's aligning with these people. But I don't, because in his situation, I think he's convinced that like, well, I couldn't help them find Marcos. They missed the chance to find my body. So they're not going to torture me anymore because what else can I give them? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, still quite a bit. So I think he has to figure out how to not get tortured. Well, I do think he knows that he's not getting killed here, at least. Yeah, but the torture is still scary enough to him, I think. So I think he may, if he wants to get to Mercos, someone has to find Mercos. He can't find him anyway, so. Well, here's another thing that's interesting, is if the Traveler's spell is successful, the body he's in is essentially a vampire. So he's going to die. That's true. So- it would behoove him to stop the traveler spell at this point. Maybe he thinks that he'll somehow get to keep this body. I don't know. Cause maybe, cause to him, maybe he's like, this body is actually kind of a win for me. Yeah. And he hasn't thought far enough ahead. Well, he also might want to go find his wife. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows what's next for Julian? I guess we'll see. Uh, but you think Tyler's going to be back? Yeah. Tyler's going to be back. We can hope. Or I mean, hope is a big word. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I've been anti Tyler recently, but you know, and now that I'm afraid I'm going to lose him, now I'm sad. I love him. Yeah. As Tyler. I do like Tyler overall. Yeah. Especially now that he's broken up with Caroline. I like him more. Yeah, exactly. That was my main issue with him. Mm-hmm. But he he's kind of like Jamie to me where I'm like, I respect that you guys could realistically kill this one. Yeah. If I have to pick someone to die, Tyler's not the worst one, you know, to go. Yeah. He's not my first choice, but... He's certainly not my last. But he's he's it's it's not like he feels like a safe one that I can say like he's definitely not going to die. Yeah. Like I think Jeremy it's a little easier cuz it's like, well, how are they going to have Elena not turn off her, her humanity again? Yeah. But Tyler it's like, mm, I think you guys would get past it. Yeah, I think everyone would be like sad, but you know, they'd be like, mm-hmm, well. Yeah. We go back over to the cabin, specifically the firewood shed. Caroline is watching it burn because remember this is her childhood cabin. No one's asking her how she feels about this, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Stefan approaches and he says 
never have I ever had a ghost try to burn me alive. And Caroline says, drink. And Stefan says, okay, come on, the car's packed, we gotta get out of here. And Caroline says, we're friends, right? Tell each other things, trust each other. He's like, are you gonna, I told you so? (laughs) Me also. (laughs) He says, Caroline, it's not because I didn't trust you. And she says, no, it's just you trust Elena more. I get it, of course you would. It just sucks to be left out of the loop, you know? Because this is her realizing, like, oh, I kind of thought there was something going on here, but clearly he'd pick Elena over me. Yeah, clearly I'm still a second choice. And he says, well, if it makes you feel any better, there are things I tell you that I don't tell her. And she says, like what? And he says, like, you have dirt on your cheek. Ha ha ha. It's like, no, but is there really anything? It's like, no, but is there an example? (laughs) And I think truthfully, there are things that he tells her that he doesn't tell Elena, but I don't think he realizes them because he's not like telling her secrets, but he's like much more open emotionally with her than he ever has been with Elena. But he doesn't even realize it because he's so comfortable. Yeah. Because they're in love. Because he views it as a friendship and he doesn't feel like he has to reframe her vision of him beyond like, you know, the level of wanting her to like him and trust him. But he is very open with her about his feelings and why he does things. But then he gets to the real heart of it and he says, and look, maybe I didn't want you to know that I killed Enzo. And she says, why? And he at first says like, because I know you and I know you guys had that weird little chemistry thing going on. And she said, oh, please, you're delusional. She's like, no, that wasn't really it. We had our little friendship, but... <laughs> She's mostly friends. We don't have a ton of like romantic chemistry. And Stefan says, I didn't want you to think any less of me. Stefan? And it's different because he never... He wanted Elena to view him as like someone who could save her. But it's different to be like, I want you to like think I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Like he... It was more for Elena. It was like, I want you to not think I'm a bad person. Whereas Carolyn, it's like, I want you to know that like deep down, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm distinction that i think is interesting he says i'll meet you over by the car when you're done and he goes again you people need to like get a move on she doesn't get to watch the fire we got to get in the car well and you brought extra people let's all walk in pairs yeah he goes into the woods by himself he hears some whispering sounds um and it's implied that we don't officially see it it's implied that he gets kidnapped yeah do you think he got kidnapped or do you think yeah yeah I mean, I think it's basically confirmed when we see they kidnap Elena, because why would they yeah. kidnap just one? They know they're together. Exactly. Back at the cabin, Elena comes out while Damon is packing up the car. She says, hey. And he says, hey, pack your stuff. We're leaving. These people get a move on. Yeah, she's like just standing by the car in her coat. Like, yeah. you guys can talk in the car. She says, I will. I just came to see how you're doing. And he says, I'm in a hurry and you should be too. The travelers can find us. And she says, so that's it. We're not going to talk about this. Again, talk in the car. Mm-hmm. Damon says, what's there to talk about? And Elena says, I'm sorry I lied to you. And he says, I don't care that you lied, really. And she says, okay, well, I'm confused. Why are you being like this? And he says, because you were right. You wanted to protect me so I wouldn't spiral. Because if I spiraled, then it would prove that we shouldn't be together. But the gag is, girl, I didn't spiral. Despite every nerve in my body wanting to break something or hurt someone and do all the wrong things for all the right reasons, I'm holding it together the best I can for you. And she says, but you're still mad at me? She's pissing me off in this scene. She is. <laughs> like, what is fucking confusing about this? He's like, maybe we're not bad for each other. And she's like, I'm confused. Girl, keep up. He was clearly white fanging you. And now he's trying to be a good person, but he's trying to do it for himself now instead of just for you. Because he wants to work on himself so he can be good enough for you if he can, you know, sort his shit out. And now you're like, what's going on? 
Like you haven't been flirting with his brother all day. Oh, she pissing me off right now. <laughs> yeah. He says, of course, I'm mad at you because being around you drives me nuts and not being around you drives me nuts. And she says, OK, now I'm really confused. Girl, it is so obvious. That is not confusing. That's literally him saying he's in love with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted to slap her across the face. I know. They look at each other and then he kisses her. And she says, what was that for? What do you mean? What was that for? It was for kissing. What, you have a fucking second grader in your head as a passenger? What do you mean? (laughs) He says, because I've had a really crappy day and I needed it. And then he goes in the cabin and just leaves her out here by herself. He had to leave her wanting more, even if it put her in grave danger. (laughs) So she just sits there with, you know, that and she's thinking. And then her head starts hurting and she groans. And it's because the travelers are approaching, chanting, and then Marcos grabs her. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where we end the episode. So where are the travelers taking Stefan and Elena? What are they going to do with them? How do they get out? Et cetera. What's, what's next? Some other junkyard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or junkyard adjacent, something abandoned. Yeah. Probably within Mystic Falls, because I think this is like their spell. They want to set up their home. Yeah. They get a lot of blood. They're getting a lot of blood. And then it's unclear, like how quickly that would take effect. I think one thing that, you know, we haven't really confirmed if this would affect the travelers in the same way, mm-hmm. but if this, like, we know the other side is crumbling because Marcos came out. And so I think what could kind of interrupt their plan is this other side actually imploding and people coming out or affecting their magic, especially if there are witches that are able to come out. Sure. But if they can get the spell done... I'm saying if they don't get the spell done before that happens. Sure. I mean, you know, there's always a potential this spell could work and everyone just stays out of Mystic Falls, but I don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the easiest way for the spell to not happen because I'm not sure Stefan and Elena know enough to to figure out how to escape. Sure. But you've been operating under this assumption that if the other side were to collapse, that like... Mm -hmm. Some people, and I know you're, I know you're not saying everyone, but you're under the assumption that some people just get to come back to life. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting that. I'm getting that because they're getting a physical foothold in this episode. Seems like step one. Yes, but what I'm saying is that with the other side collapsing, the first thing that started happening was people got sucked out of the other side. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that if the other side fully collapses, the default is sucked out. You know what I mean? Well, that can still definitely happen, but I think... So I think the other side collapsing wouldn't have such an effect on travelers because it wouldn't be like an influx of witches coming to stop. There could still be an effect on, you know, like how how much power they have in some other way or that there's some other disruption to the magical world. Sure, but if they're getting rid of magic as a whole. I'm saying if this happens before they get rid of magic. Sure. Like it interrupts their spell before they actually get the magic out. But I don't know what part of the other side collapsing would interrupt the spell. I don't know either. I'm just saying that's a potential. Just like a ripple of power or something. Yeah, just something that, because I think the spell is getting interrupted. That's my guess for what's interrupting it. Sure. So like, oh, so maybe, well, one thing that could happen is like Silas comes back and then all of a sudden there's two doppelgangers. Yeah, sure. Or like just that there's some scale is tipped either toward magic or away from magic. Okay. That affects the success of this spell because we know travelers rely on you know huge groups of them to do this and say like something about how passengers work that like i i don't know that some that a lot of the travelers on the other side who may be occupying because this is unclear when they died 
did they then go into the citizens of Mystic Falls or is that a whole new group of travelers? Totally unclear. I don't know. They kind of seem to imply they went as passengers, but I don't think that's possible. I don't think that's true. I think they died. I'm just saying there's a lot of like pieces. Like any spell, there's going to be consequences when something changes. Mm -hmm. And I think the travelers assume they know exactly how it's going to change. And I don't think that's necessarily Mm -hmm. true. And we don't know the full extent of what would we don't know the full extent of what would happen if the other side collapses. Well, no one does, because it's always been there for as long as these people have been there. So Mm -hmm. I think I think this kind of combination of whatever is happening on the other side, like is going to cause an issue for the travelers. And I think that's there's some reason that the spell's not going to work. That's the reason I'm guessing is that the other side mumbo jumbo will mess sure. with things. So overall end of season predictions, there's two things I want to ask and you can, I think they'll be tied together and I think you've mm-hmm. answered them both, but I just want to ask for clarification. Mm-hmm. Do you think the other side will collapse or be in place? And do you think the travelers will succeed or fail with their plan to get rid of magic? I think the other side will collapse and the travelers will fail. Gotcha. Do you think this season will end with the Travelers being like defeated and wiped off? Or do you think we're going to have some cliffhanger that brings the Travelers into... Will we start season six with them still being a villain? Do you think we'll be done with them at the end of season five, I guess, is the question. I'm more likely to believe we'll be like mostly done with them. um, Just because I think they've had no issue killing them off. And it just seems to be kind of a mess that I would think they would honestly want to just keep in one season. Mm-hmm. But I think there may be like parts of it that get carried over. Like there may still be the potential for, I, well, actually, I think like the potential for passengers will get pretty cleared out. And it may just be that travelers, it may be that in that there is some way in which travelers like are able to settle and then they won't feel the need to like stop magic because it seems like they're not really doing this to get back at witches. They're just doing it so they can like sit still. Exactly. So if there's some way that witches can just be like, you know what? Never mind, just settle. It's not worth all this trouble. You guys can live in town. Like, you guys can just pick a town to live in. Like, can you just stop bothering people in the town? Like, it's just not this serious. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I think there's also potential that it's like, okay, let's just all come together and recognize that this this has gone a little far. Yeah. Like, let's (laughs) renegotiate. Yeah. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Doppelgangers, please tell your friends and give us five stars rating review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.